pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left with Gama Sutra, live at GDC 2017. My name is Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. I'm Anne Scantlebury and... I'm going to look at... Every year this happens, Chris. <laughs> I finish, look at you and you're supposed to introduce yourself. This is Chris Graft, reporting from the coldest GDC on record. It really is, Do you isn't think it? so? Absolutely. Well, it's so. been colder before. Have you been outside? I have been outside. It's freezing. Yeah. I had to take my jacket off yesterday. No, like uh, not outside temperature, inside temperature. Okay. The coldest, Moscone oh, temperature. Right. One Life Left is a radio show about video games. It's and been the running for. <laughs> One Life Left is a radio show about video games. It's been running for 10 years in London, England. And uh, every year we come out to GDC, which is the Game Developers Conference, and we run a series of shows. From out here, where we talk to brilliant people in the video game industry, and we team up with Gama Sutra. And what is Gama Sutra, Chris? Gama Sutra is uh, a hub of video game knowledge for uh, the um, video game industry. Uh, I'm sorry, my like I am just completely out of sorts right now. No, but it's about the art and business of making games, and this is what I was doing for Gama Sutra last week. I covered a conference uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, right. and then. Um, and That's then why it, it, ate, it ate my brain. <laughs> um, they say uh, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. But can you tell us what happened? What, what went on in Vegas? <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Are, are there, are, do you have things that you can't tell us? Um, also, presumably, you I, can't tell, to, I can't even tell you that. You had yeah. to write some of it up, right? Yeah. To put it on the website. Yeah, so, I did. So some of what happened in Vegas... Got put on the internet. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. I, I, just like, like, rules. Yeah. I didn't vocalise it to anyone. Okay. I just typed it up and then... Yeah. So GDC is the biggest games industry conference. It's for developers. About 30,000 people gather in San Francisco to talk about video games. And San Francisco is where we are right now. And we are on the 25th floor of uh, the Hilton Union Square. Right now, looking out... Side the window on a beautiful San Franciscan uh, cityscape. Apparently there were some uh, helicopters outside because there was a bomb scare. Mm. People will do anything to get us out of custody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is good to be here. It's our fifth time, I think, doing this here. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Fifth time, uh, which is unbelievable. We're not on the show floor, so we're in a hotel room tonight, but from tomorrow... We will be on show floor. Are you excited about that, Simon? Can't wait. Uh, I'm a little nervous about the visuals that will be accompanying it. Mm. Oh, it's okay. We were checking the lighting today and it makes you look very attractive. Does it? Yeah, even when you're not. Okay. So we're <laughs> going to be uh, Twitch streaming the show from tomorrow as well. We're still a radio show. We're just a radio show with, yeah. you know. No, there's going to be a camera watching <laughs> yeah. people Pictures be on the radio. It's a radio show plus. Mm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, we've instructed the cameras to be very soft focus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they're going to deal with the Friday uh, because the Friday is happening after our Marioki party on the Thursday night, and that was troublesome last year. It was. It, for you? it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. What happened? Um, 
Luckily, we were close to the bathroom. Yes. Uh, but so if you want to tune in and see that this year, <laughs> you'll be, I might you'll request be they dim the lights, but across the entire conference. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, we are here and we are not alone. We're not in this alone. Hotel We've room. got a series of guests that we're going to be bringing on throughout the next uh, forty-five minutes or so, um, talking to some wonderful, wonderful people and some terrible people because that's just how <laughs> mm, it goes. They're in the next room, yeah. so we haven't started with them. Uh, one of those people, Simon Parkin. Hi. Hey, sorry. <laughs> so is this your first time on radio? Because you'd think it from that reaction. Uh, yeah, right? no, it's because you looked at Anne, and so I decided so put me on. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Simon? Yeah, I'm pretty well, thanks. How what? are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. What, good. What, what are you up to out here? Uh, so I am working for Chris Craft. Are you? Uh, writing up <laughs> sessions, yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. How does, how does that work? Do you, do you, do you look at this? It works well. <laughs> do, you, do you look at the schedule and go, I'll do this, or does Chris look at it and go, that... That looks bad. I'll get Parco to do it. Okay, well, it's a bit different this year. So typically, that's what happened. Chris mm-hmm. would pick them out and kind of doll them out. This time, he's picked out the sessions that he thinks looks interesting. And then me and a few of the other writers here have put our names to the ones we so want to do. So which of you is covering my talk? Interesting, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, Simon. <laughs> Fine. You, you can, but, but you have a special kind of talk that is... you. Like, words can't do it justice. I'm serious. What stays in San Francisco? (laughs) (laughs) It's performance stuff that stays in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which um, sessions have you picked? Uh, So today I went to, again, narrative panel that was called something like Everything's on Fire and How Do We Fix It, which is a good title. And how do you fix it? Um, You just do what your producer says, it turns out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was a good one. And then I saw a guy who's made a game called uh, Slime Ranch, who was talking about... uh, Slime Ranch. Slime Ranch, yeah, that's it. Talking about... uh, Plort, plort, plort. Harvesting So um, explain the premise behind... Slime Rancher. Okay, so you are a woman farmer who has fled Earth to set up a ranch on a distant planet, and you go out and you harvest slimes. And then I you thought it was Earth, in. by the way. Oh, it's a distant planet. That's what Wikipedia I played, said. I played the early access version, so maybe they changed it. Wow, insight there into your research methodology. Okay, so, different planet. Okay. Anyway, you, yeah, so you gather these slimes up. They're different breeds. They kind of look like the slimes from Dragon Quest. Uh, you put them in pens, you feed them. And he was talking about how you give them. he's given them some simple behaviours, but from that, it gives the appearance of intelligence. And uh, he was talking about how you can fool players into... You know, overlaying their own stories and feeding so, them. Um, feeding them is yeah. only half the story, yeah. though, isn't it? Let's get let's get yes. to the reason why we're talking about this <laughs> right now. Plort, plort. Steve, Steve knows all about plort. I think Steve and I are plort bros now. Uh, it's true. You know, the way you uh, the way the sort of uh, financial cycle, the monetary cycle inside slime slime rancher works is you feed the slime mm-hmm. and then you harvest <laughs> from the slime. What do you harvest, mm-hmm. Chris? Um, plort. Uh, humans might call it poop <laughs> um, yeah and then the other slimes eat the other slimes plort yeah and it's kind of like a crafting system and then they morph into another kind but you of have slime that makes another kind of plort you have to right. be very careful though which slime each with each which slime eats exactly. which plort you got a you got like some kind of like tabby cat slime right. eating the wrong kind of poop Pl- sorry plort <laughs> and you could get some kind of evil bastard type uh, slime and there are lessons in video games for all of us aren't there <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else cool. are you doing uh, so what else am I doing I'm so the, the Zelda team is here the team that's made the new Zelda for the Switch which comes out Friday uh, the director and a couple of the other so here, so I'm going to interview them, and I'm really hoping to speak as well to Ute Saito, who is the designer who made Seaman on the Dreamcast back in the day, and uh, which you may remember is kind of oh, yeah. like a hyper advanced Tamagotchi, uh, where you speak to this little fish with a man's face and the voice of Leonard Nimoy as well, and uh, <laughs> uh, you teach him how to speak and like build up a relationship. Anyway, I didn't know Ute Saito was still making games, but it turns out he is and he's here, and so that'd be quite exciting. Yeah, to I feel like I'm kind of morphing into Seaman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can see it though. You can see the resemblance. <laughs> I'm getting grouchy here, like Seaman too. Okay. Uh, good. So we aren't <laughs> good. Seaman port. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so we're not 
just here with Simon Parkin, because that would be weird. Uh, we are also joined by Carrie Turner. Hi. Hello, how are you? Happy birthday. Oh, happy Thank you. birthday. Thank you very much. It was my birthday yesterday. What did you do? I had an enormous breakfast. Okay. Um, what was it? It was like a veggie omelette with like a gigantic hash brown, like a single gigantic Whoa. hash brown. Wow. Excellent. Um, and then I went to like an area called Land's End in the in the west of the city where they have the ruins of Sutro Baths. And I went to walk around some ruins <laughs> on my Sutro own. Uh, um, that was good. That was great. Yeah. That's, um, How was the hash brown like settling in? Turning <laughs> around like that. That's like that's like my ideal birthday. Yeah, I just went to look around some ruins and caves wow. and beaches, and like looked at a really American-looking tree. Mm. Right. Yeah. And um, so that was your the start of your week. Your uh, your birthday. Yes. What are you doing for the rest of your week? The rest of this week, uh, a mix between seeing talks and working on the Unity booth. Oh, I'm not actually showing any games or talking this year, but I'm here in a professional capacity answering people's questions about Unity, I imagine. I haven't really thought that far ahead. So Unity is a game engine, right? It's what people use to create. As I understand it, yes. And what sort of questions do people ask on the booth? What do they come up to you and ask? What do developers want to know? In my experience, people yeah. want to express an opinion, right. but phrase it as a question. I see. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like a and a after yeah. a GDC session. Yeah, very much like that, yeah. Um, I have a question. Here's mm. what I think about this. Yeah. <laughs> I made my mind about this about a year yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's working in a uh, booth like that like? It must be exhausting. I enjoy it, actually. Okay. Um, the, the, there are a few of us in the company, I think, who are technical people who also like talking to people uh-huh. and uh technical <laughs> that's that's good. Good. That is good. Yeah, that is good. strong that's why I'm in words <laughs> I, I actually enjoy it I, I mm. quite like helping people out or giving them some tips or giving them other people's business cards so they can help them with their questions yeah very good and we've got one more guest uh, it's Henrik from Mediocre Games or are you uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Hi. Wait, was that, was that a question? Or are you Henrik yeah. or are you from Mediocre Games? What brings you to GDC this year? I'm just here to find inspiration. I don't have any other agenda, really. Mm. Where can we find inspiration? <laughs> Something on the 25th floor. Uh, <laughs> four past seven. Could be. Uh, I think mainly just from talking to people, making new friends and seeing talks. Uh, the talks here are fantastic. Um, do you have any idea of talks that you want to go and see this week? Well, I don't want to suck up, but I do want to see Steve's talk. And I want to see yeah, that. Hear that, Chris? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> and you, Simon. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, the post-mortem for Oregon Trail, I think, will be oh, fun. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of oh, like, yeah, things like that happening. Yeah. Why are you famous here? Like, what, why do oh, you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I made um, eight mobile games with Mediocre, um, mm-hmm. some of them were pretty successful. Uh, yeah, like what? Smash It was our most popular one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we re- recently released one called Pin Out that did quite well, Which, too. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, yeah, check out Pin Out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good infinite pinball game. That's right. Thing. Yeah. At least I haven't found the end of it. Yeah. Is there an end? <gasps> Does the ball just there fall off? There might be, like, I don't want to spoil it, but, oh. yeah. Yeah, you want to be, like, a desert golf type. <laughs> no, it's not like that. Uh, good, so uh, so you're all excited. What else can people do at GDC other than go and watch talks? Uh, what, what's sort of your advice for people attending? There's a lovely park outside. <laughs> <laughs> I went and sat in that this morning with lovely Philippa War, and yeah. um, it was very peaceful. There weren't, it, there weren't even that many people in it. Right, yeah, people do congregate there on the grass, and yeah. there's the sound of water, which is nice, and the sun shines there. There's there, tea rooms there as well. Yeah, tea rooms, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've brought, uh, we've brought our, our friend and One Life Left engineer, James, with us this year, and he was astounded at the sort of scale of the events. He had no idea yeah. this was mm. this big. I'm wondering if, that's, if this is uh, peculiar to the video game industry, or if there are other industries with conferences of this scale. They must be, because those buildings won't sit empty, will they? Right, I, I agree. Yeah. Or well, maybe they just, like, 
people just rent out one room for their little like room. um but it's not books. just about the conference, is it? Like, someone said today, I saw a post on Facebook that said, what's GDC? It's, you know, 30,000 people in various hotel bars and other venues try- talking to each other about projects, and then some actual developers who go to the talks. So it's kind of like a mini-festival around the conference as much as anything else. And I think that that's what was one of the things that was surprising James. Right. And it, it, seeing the conference through the eyes of someone who hasn't been here before... Uh, then just the sheer number of people around is, yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Well, another thing that's also exceptional is just being able to play so many fantastic games and actually mm-hmm. meet and talk with the developers of these games. That's pretty incredible. Have you ever have you met any any heroes? Yeah. Present company accepted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I have. It's just. It's just. But I always have one moment every year, like every year, where I meet someone who. I, you know, has made something that I really, really, really care about. And that totally makes it special, because everyone's super approachable. I'm not sure who that's going to be this year. Like, um, who, which, which hero should we try and track down? Um, there's a, a hero that, um, no disrespect to him, he's not my personal hero, but he's lots of people's heroes, and I see him all the time at different game conferences, and I take candid shots of him. From my phone, from about a hundred yards away, but Richard uh, Richard Garriott. Right. You admitted to uh, British. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again. Lord British. Yes. Um, and uh, also, there's there's one that I spotted. It was at quite the spy shot. It was in um, like those the gardens beside. Uh, what are they called? Like Uberna or I've been going to this for so long and I don't know how to pronounce it. And <laughs> and um, uh, I got a shot of Nolan uh, Bushnell and it was kind of Bushnell. What? Bushnell. 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 So, and where was Bushnell. Nolan Bushnell? <laughs> he was in, in a bush. A bush. <laughs> I am serious to my shot made it look like he was in a bush. Like he was coming out of it. It was that kind of angle. This had like my bone down by my hip being really discreet. That's brilliant. Do you, do you yeah. stalk the uh, celebrated voice actor Nolan and take a picture from Moscone South? Mm-hmm. Looking, <laughs> looking north. <laughs> wow. Do you, now like I have a new. Now I'm going to be trying this week. Apparently, Molly News here this year. Is he? He's on my flight. Yeah. What's he yeah, name? Was, yeah. What class? Did he promise you anything? Like, I, did, I just saw him queuing up when we got to immigration. Okay. Yeah. Did he build up your expectations towards anything? <laughs> Is that like a bad joke? <laughs> 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 British Did you do any? Uh, have you done any more sort of uh, celebrity games industry star spotting, Carrie? Who have you seen? I haven't. I tell you what, actually, I'm terrible at recognising people. Okay. People have to point out to me, oh, that's so and so. Just hang out with Chris. He'll be photographing. He'll be taking pictures. I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm my photo library. I, I gotta say though, like. Don't focus so much on the celebrity. There's just so many new talents coming up. Like there's so many people making games that haven't been recognised yet, and there's but they're harder to recognise. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, should be, you should be on the lookout for their games. You should be. Get, new get in there, befriend them early, and then yes. when they're rich, monetize them. Take a picture yeah. of them in a, in a bush. Like, <laughs> Yeah, some some kind of pun on their name. Yeah, try to, try to show that on there. On the subject of new talent, it's worth mentioning as well because Steve is saying, "What else can you do here?" Every year they host the Game Choice Awards, which is a bit like the closest the video game industry has to an Oscars. And as part of that celebration, where they celebrate the you know a panel of judges has decided on the best games, they also have the IGF Awards, which is a good way to spot up and coming games and talent, as Henrik was talking about. Thanks, Simon. That's all right, you know. Welcome back to One Life Left with Gama Sutra. I've noticed this year, Chris, we're doing with Gama Sutra, not versus. Mm, yeah. versus. yeah, we just don't have the uh, brand recognition of GDC. It just right around July last year, the brand recognition of GDC surpassed that of Gama Sutra. Mm. Oh, no, so no, no, you're, no, no, you're speaking to something else. So there are two oh. things. There's uh, number one on our. Um, Excellent setup that we have on the show floor, which will be at tomorrow and for the rest of the week. Uh, we are GDC times times one life left. Right. So yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I had that confused, but um, there was a conversation. It's usually one life left versus Gamma Sutra. Yeah. 
origami sutra versus one life left. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> we won, didn't we? You did. And actually, GDC won. So right. like now we're we're it's it, uh, one life left cross GDC. Yeah. No. Uh, there, there's no Gama Sutra logo wow, on there anymore. Hey, yeah. Why? Why? I think it's because of me. Like I, I would run a, <laughs> because I'd of what run you did. destroyed his character. What you did in the earlier section. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 No, let's not go back to that. Okay. No, let's not go back. Let's only look forward. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness we are joined by three more excellent guests. Uh, hi, guests. Please Hello. Hello. introduce yourself. <laughs> let's just go around the table. Uh, my name is Runa. I'm the general manager of Hamar Yankoji. In Hamar, Norway. And my name is Henrietta Müller, and I am a creative producer in Plus Point. I'm also a co-organizer of Splash Jam together with Runa. <laughs> yeah, I'm Dewi. I'm uh, from Sci Games in Japan, and I'm Welsh. <laughs> Thank you. That was very thorough. Very thorough. Well, we've got everything we need. There's there. nothing else to say. <laughs> So you guys are working on Splash Jam together. Yes, uh, do you want to tell people a little bit about what Splash Jam is? It is a game jam on a cruise ship along the coast of Norway. That about sounds perfect. We're in. We're in. <laughs> so, so a game jam is, a, is an event where you try and make uh, video games. What makes Splash Jam special? Special in the sense that you get to travel above the Arctic Circle and the really Northern Lights between fjords and mountains, and it's on a boat. Yeah, does that? Yeah. All right. What else do you see? It's better than that one on the train. There are jacuzzis and pools. I think there is one on the train. There is. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do our own hot air balloon one next year. That's going to be amazing. Limited numbers, though. Yeah. Does does working making games on a boat does that affect the sort of games that participants? Make. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. People have projects when they got there that they want to work on, and some people make boat games. Yeah, they're literally boat games. being a boat. Yeah. Is that usually the theme, like just straight up boat game? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or there was one uh, game where a guy was peeing from the boat. That was it. And no, that was the one that, where you had to blow. Yeah. And into the sail of a boat on an iPad. Wait a minute, you totally yeah. skipped over what? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, so, uh, that, was was doing what? <laughs> that was interesting, that was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. The guy peeing from a boat. I, w- I would right. love to go on that, but I get so motion sick that I would be, like my, my uh, mother-in-law, she got married on a boat, and... I got sick, and I. What I loved about that anecdote is I had no idea where that was going to go. <laughs> um, has anyone made a VR game on the boat? They yes. did. Did about dinosaurs oh. and aliens? I did think. that affect the VR sickness rate? At all? We actually heard rumors that that most of the people that didn't get seasick had experience with VR. Maybe oh. oh, so maybe it's, oh. it works there in a... Gives you some sea legs. Yeah, <laughs> VR does generally give you sea legs, yeah. as I've heard. Absolutely. Uh, that's, um, that's very interesting. So what are you doing here with Splash Jam? Uh, we've only done it the once, so we want to go here to create awareness mm-hmm. about the project, and also we need sponsors. So yeah. we're looking for money. When is it, Splash Jam? October. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what, what sort of sponsors are you looking for? Anyone who has money. How much do you need? <laughs> <laughs> How much do you need? Yeah, uh, Do you take checks? I question whether we, Mario, okay. could sponsor it. Yeah, we could be a media we partner, couldn't we? Do not have the money. Okay. <laughs> but you know. Next time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> next time when we're a big, big company. We have hid rubber duckies around the park at GDC. So oh, have you? People yeah. find rubber duckies, they can take a selfie with a rubber ducky and they can win tickets for Splash. Yes. Wow. wow. Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> Secret. Okay. Listen to this podcast and you will find out. Okay. Yes. We're going to drop, so if you play this backwards, mm-hmm. it will be all of the yeah. locations revealed throughout <laughs> the show. So, so Dara, you're from Psy uh, Games. Sci uh, Games, Games kind sponsors of Marioki this year, although we should clarify for broadcasting regulations that your presence on this 
shows, nothing to do with that. No, no, no just coincidental. Yeah, and we were offering booze, so, so <laughs> yes, just, yes. just um, uh, a good thing to see. We've we've had we've talked about Shadowverse on the show before. We've had. Okay. You you probably saw the install spike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one I've left again. Yes. So it's paid my trip. <laughs> so what are, uh, what are you guys looking to get out of GDC this year? I think for a lot of the company, it's it's just about getting to know how Western developers think of it more. Mm-hmm. Raising our company profile here, because I can't believe it, just a lot of people haven't even heard of Sci Games, like the best company in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you can see where David gets it from. <laughs> and after the appearance on One Life Left, again, why hasn't everyone heard of it? Surely they should have been tuning mm. in. Well, I think that just changed 10 seconds ago. Right. <laughs> right. So presumably you've got a lot of meetings lined up this week. Oh, yes, lots of meetings. Lots of meetings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's another big part of GDC, right? It's people hashtag networking, meeting each other, going to hotel bars and having slightly awkward conversations about uh, convergent futures. That's right, Steve. Awkward conversations that always lead to a nice spike. Yes. <laughs> we specialise in doing that on air. Like the awkward conversation bit, we're very good at. Been doing it for ten years. So. Influencers. Yeah. My life left is an influencer. Influencers. Yeah. Um, I uh, was chatting to someone who will remain nameless because I don't know whether this is an anonymous story or not, and if it's all right for me to talk about it. But they went uh, for a chat, just with a publisher. Mm. Um, I'm going to name no names. Uh, and it, yeah. Uh, turned up thinking that it was going to be very, very informal and it turned out to be like uh, in a hotel suite with eight men in suits looking very sternly who wanted to see a lot of stuff. Um, Do you have any meeting um, advice for just in case you should end up... Like, should you carry an emergency tie, for example, for if you end up in a meeting that's um, more formal? Meetings are a lot like improv comedy a lot of the time, <laughs> especially if it's your first time at the company, you don't know what it's going to be like. So just prepare. Try and think out, think out before you go to GDC all the different ways that a meeting could go. It might happen like that, or it might be that they just want to talk about their secretaries. It happens sometimes. Oh. I was once pitching video games in a suite at GDC, and it turns out you can really change the atmosphere of a business suite <laughs> By closing the curtains and putting on some slow jams. <laughs> <laughs> so, slow jams, your emergency time. Really changes the tone of the meeting. <laughs> yeah. uh, just stuff. to go back to your improv analogy, obviously, with improv, the rule is always say yes. Is that true for meetings as well? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I never say yes. Never I just improv. Yes. That was good improv, right? Yeah. <laughs> So on the always say yes uh, front, can we do Mariaki at the Splash Jam? <laughs> yes. Yes. Good, you've been paying attention. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Left at GDC. At GD. <laughs> uh, we, we remain in Chris Graff's uh, suite. And we're joined by two people, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves. Alexander. Shellish. Um, and you, <laughs> sorry, sorry. And what do you do? We were going to come on to that. Okay. okay. But, um, <laughs> I, I was going to. I was. I, I was going to uh, ask him because uh, you've been in the, the holding area, also known as Chris's bedroom. <laughs> How's that been? Well, I'm not sure how much I can tell actually because we kind of agreed that what happened there will stay. Is it? You should probably publish it on Gamma Sutra because that's where all <laughs> secrets yeah. end up. Our secrets get printed we'll on, public, uh, on Gamma Sutra. Okay. Visit the website at www. The website is www.gammasutra. Don't forget this part. Dot com. Good stuff. <laughs> so what? Uh, what brings you both to GDC? I'm uh, trying to um, look for promotional partners for a game that we are working on, which is an unusual music game, which is based on swing jazz music. Okay. It's like uh, Fred Astaire, the game, essentially. <laughs> who's who's uh, we? Uh, it's a studio called Cape Copenhagen. Uh, you have to, you have to check your own business card. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many companies that I don't remember which one I'm talking about. Uh, and who is in Cape? Uh, well, it's like a 30-man company or 30-people company, and it's like not... Uh, uh, five of us are working on this game. It's called The Gentleman. 
and then a lot of other people do project work for uh, we, we saw the gentleman at Nordic did we Nordic yes, game last it year was shown I don't remember Nordic it there yes, right excellent yeah. how's it coming along it's coming along well we are supposed to finish all the content by June and then we try to launch it somewhere <laughs> whoever will have us <laughs> Yeah. Um, and working on something called The Gentleman, does it make you feel differently after you've been working on it? It feels like something that might make you just, you know, be a little snappier, be a little sharper at <laughs> the end of a work day. He's a guest, Anne. He's <laughs> a guest. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's rubbed off, he looks great. But that implies that before when you met him, he looked terrible. No, he just looked different. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> it, luckily it's radio no one can see <laughs> <laughs> Alex you're, you're coming to uh, GDC from a very very different place aren't you yes I am I do not work with games uh, every day I kind of got into the industry through the back door it sounds weird I know um, I met my boyfriend uh, when I was exchange student in Norway uh, where I currently live and he as it turned out made games which at first I found, wow, it's so cool. It's like, I've never met anyone who makes games. And then it turned out that like every second person in Norway makes games, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And he introduced me to a crowd of people which were absolutely amazing. I don't know if it's Norway specific, but the community is just wonderful. It feels like no one is really competing with each other. And the success of one game is just success of the whole community. They really support each other. Support each other. There is no jealousy or anything of the kind is just amazing and I don't really have skills that I could contribute with because of course after hanging out with them I really wanted to do something of the kind uh, so my way to contribute to the community is to try to start and establish uh, Oslo Game Collective which is in a very early stage but we are slowly getting there so soon you will hear about us I hope <laughs> okay so what's a, how does a collective work it brings studios together in, in, in a town or a city I think uh, it kind of depends. There are many different ways collective can work. In, for instance, uh, Hammer Game Collective, they started in a very organic uh, kind of way. There were several studios uh, which just needed uh, office space. So they got together and it became something more. Uh, as far as I know, they don't only share the office, but they also share resources. And they kind of became this community, which is actually now known abroad very well. Like, if you're a Norwegian person working with games, and you go somewhere abroad, and you say, like, yeah, I make games, and I'm from Norway. Oh, you're from Hammer Game Collective. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's like, there, this is, and this is, like, really small town. So, but anyway, that's, that's one of uh, the way this can work. Yeah, for us, and also it may be a little bit uh, more difficult, because there are many companies that already have a uh, well-established office situation. So we are actually trying to figure out a way that uh, could help us to get these uh, these companies that already have their own office space somehow become part of the collective, even though they can't be there physically. Um, so it's a little bit of a challenge, but I think we can make it happen somehow. So I was talking to a member of the Italian video game community yesterday. Uh, he was saying a very, very interesting thing about video games now is that some of them coming very, very culturally uh, region-specific. And I wonder if that's something that you think could uh, be helped by a collective. You know, I wonder if games that come out of the Hammer Game Collective and the Oslo Game Collective somehow feel more Norwegian? Maybe. Um, I mean, there are some titles that are dedicated to Norwegian uh, mythology, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I mean, there are some titles, as I said, but I don't think there is such a thing as Norwegian-specific. I wonder, I wonder if, like, collectives would, I don't know, they kind of form kind of, like, gang mentalities and stuff, <laughs> like, to get into turf wars and stuff like that. Do you think that might happen, you know, with... With Hammer and you guys? Because we just had Runa on the show, and yeah. she's doing Splash Jam. Have you thought of a way you might respond to that? Get yeah. a bigger boat. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to escalate. That was the plan. And now you reveal it. <laughs> um, it will be difficult in a way because we are all friends, very good friends actually. And uh, for, for mm -hmm. that's the thing that we like. We we look it's at all of that as Runa a way to. Runa is very call. ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she will stop at nothing to crush your project. <laughs> Don't trust her. I do. Okay. Well, I, I love her deeply. I'm sorry. I can't help it. She's um, doing a good job then. Yeah. And you're and, and Cape are based in Copenhagen, which has yes. a very very strong collective yeah. as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, uh, and it has a really nice community as well. I'm not really part of the Copenhagen Game Collective, mm -hmm. but I really like the stuff they do, and mm -hmm. it's a, 
and I actually basically moved there only for feeling part of a good community because back home in India it was it felt like operating in a vacuum so how do you feel about the sort of community feeling when you come out to a place like GDC it's amazing it's uh, super inspiring to see all the cool people doing amazing stuff and then quickly it gets like what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Why am I not doing cool stuff? That's not the conference. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> just how it is. Just working yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 We we had uh, Henrik on the show earlier, and he's saying he came here. He wants to be inspired, right? Mm. Um, I don't know. Is that something you find happens to you when you come out here? Yeah, it does. Um, as well as being depressed. At, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it's super unusual, but you're inspired and depressed at the same time. Yeah. I think it's it's a unique feeling. <laughs> hey, I get it's, it. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Yeah. We all do. Uh, I saw some talks today that were really inspiring. Uh, the one on Thumper and how it took them six years to make it. And it's just... It's awesome that people can stick by an idea for so long. And, it, and I want to stick by my ideas for a longer time. And that, that's nice. Welcome back to One Life Left with GDC versus Gama Sutra. It's hard to tell, but I we're think still. That is one Life Left versus Gama Sutra presented by GDC. Okay. Got it. Long. Yeah. It kind of makes it sound like, though, like, you know, Epic. GDC is. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the whole presented by thing. It makes it legit. We are pretty legit. <laughs> we are pretty legit, and we can back that up with nothing else but our guests. Uh, hello, Adriel. Hello. I'm Adriel Wallach. I run a big game jam every year called Train Jam, which is a game jam on a train. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Rami Ismail. I'm one half of Dutch Independent City of Lambier. And I'm Jonas Turner. I'm a sound designer and voice actor, now turned to a game designer. You can tell you're a voice actor. Yeah. Went straight into radio voice. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, Adriel. How was Train Jam this year? Train Jam was awesome. It was uh, the first year that I was really working with Amtrak. This is our fourth year running it, um, and it runs you know, every year, the Thursday to Saturday before GDC. And this was the first year working with Amtrak. We rented out the entire train, so it was just Train Jammers. Brilliant. Yeah, it was 300 people um, Yep, traveling from Chicago all the way to San Francisco. And the scenery was really beautiful this year because there's been so much snow out west mm-hmm. and in Denver. So it was just like, you know, the... Chicago city stuff, Midwest, Denver, Rocky Mountains, snow, and then down in the canyons there's no snow, but it's all red and green, and then back up to snow and back into San Francisco, and with that many people and and all that kind of scenery, there's a lot of really good games made, made people from all over the world. It's like despite the scenery we have. Yeah, yeah. Once you hit Denver, everybody just sort of sits there and goes... I, I want I want to work on my game. What did, but what, what did people say? Like a, a new person to Train Jam. Uh, like what are some of the cool things that people told you for the first time? Like Train Jammers. Uh, I think just that, like the scale of the scenery that you're seeing out there is just unbelievable. You know, because you're going again through the Rocky Mountains of Sierra Nevada and canyons and stuff. And if you're coming from outside of the U.S. and you've never really experienced that kind of scenery change just in one day. Um, it's it's really just fascinating to see and people's reactions to that. There's this one tunnel like three quarters through that's like a four and a half minute tunnel and on one side is snow and the other side is desert. Yeah. <laughs> like just, you go yeah. into the tunnel and it's like it's like a bad loading time. <laughs> yeah, like it takes slightly too long. You're like, oh God. And yeah. then you come out as a new biome and you're like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. And it's fun because like everybody, there's always a little bit of like, ooh, when you come out of the tunnel. Like, oh, <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was super great just having that many that many different people. Like we had every continent represented, other than Antarctica, because nobody lives in Antarctica. This was the first day in year where she had the entire train. We actually got on the radar of a lot of train enthusiasts. Yeah. So there's like forums full of like train enthusiasts, like speculating Whoa. what train jam is and what we were, <laughs> what we're gonna yeah. do and how to train. Like what was the configuration of the train? You think like yeah. are they gonna pass through Denver with like three sleeper cars or two? Like uh, can you this do is like train lore? 
Lord. It was super good. It was like they have like a head cannon for Train Jam. Wow. And then when Train Jam actually started happening, they were looking through like the webcams in the station to like oh. confirm their speculation. Yeah. It was kind yeah, of phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. so, yeah. And the one forum that we found actually had a guy who was posting who had ridden with us in 2015, just as like uh, a random extra passenger, and was just like telling you know all the other train enthusiasts like, oh, and they were really great, and they did this, and you know they were fun to hang out it was with. Really and it was, cute. That it was really so awesome. cute. Where do you um, where do you go from here? Like having gone from you know oh here's some crazy idea we yeah. had you on the show the first year that yeah, you did yeah, that yeah. right so we've followed your journey yeah. in many ways in many ways train jam is as much our success wow. as it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 well, not, without you guys yeah. it was on a good train jam this year well done this year uh, I know but you know we've, so you've grown now you take over the whole train yeah. so what happens now two trains no. I'm really excited about the fact that I can just refine my budget and like <laughs> just make Train Jam better without the worry of oh god there's a hundred more people this year yeah, like now yeah, I'm just at the theoretical cool. maximum oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just like make it better instead of Bigger and slightly better. Yeah, yeah, Do you think there's thing. room for Marioki on the train? Probably. <laughs> oh, um, God. Actually, so my... The, the PA system is bad. Yeah, that's how, yes, so the wing. So is the signature. I guess. Yeah, yeah okay. Yep, that was perfect. one of the best things about having the whole train is I got this special key, and it was like this. It was like a cartoon key almost, but it mm-hmm. opened all the boxes to the PA system. So anytime I wanted to make an announcement, i just go turn the key, make an announcement. Okay. It's like an actual okay. keyblade. Yeah. Jarrah, don't new. have us on the train. Yeah. You guys are to the train. Yeah. So maybe we could follow behind in our own little train. My main Amtrak contact that I've been working with for the whole year basically told me when they told me I could have access to the PS system, she's like, you know, you could do karaoke. And I was like, oh. Um, oh, so oh if only. Yeah. If only. So, Jonas. Uh, tell us about what you're working on because you alluded to being a designer now. Yeah, it's been a wild year. So yeah, um, <laughs> oh that voice. <laughs> um, it, the worst thing is like when Yona says it's a wild year. You know, things <laughs> yeah. have gone yeah. real serious. Like this is not like it's kind of. Yeah, I, I guess I have a small reputation. Um, but yeah, um, small. Um, <laughs> horrible pun. Uh, so. Yes, I'm making my own game called Tormentor X Punisher. It's a really bad riff of a name of like old metal bands. Um, so this is a arcadey, you know, high score shooter game, which is pretty much like a fun thing. I read a bunch of comic books and I was like, hey, I want to make a game, and it's like comic book inspired. So how do you do that? Do you have to get on a train first? That's <laughs> what I'm sort of understanding. You either get on a boat or a train, and otherwise. There's yeah, no way to make a game. Like, who don't know anything about game developers. But, <laughs> okay, what kind of vehicle <laughs> makes the best game? Truck, truck, yeah. Definitely a trip. And of sorts. And yeah, I'm just, you know, reading comic books. I'm going like, oh man, I want to make what I'm seeing here into a game. And mm. kind of like making game that I like most. This is like top-down games from like 90s, like. In Finland, we had an amazing scene of like mm-hmm. DOS games and like the yeah, demo scene yeah, and stuff. The, the Amiga scene, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. very strong in Finland. Right. Yes, and I, I just grew up on these games. I loved them. Like other people had Super Mario or Zelda or Sonic. You said like brutal action games. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had like '90s DOS games that were like made for people way older than. <laughs> I was just playing these games and like this is kind of like my continuation for those games. It's like my contribution back to But that's six. Have you have you did you code the game? Yes. It's, so it's yours. I is... coded it first myself. I coded it. I don't know okay. if that's English or not. No. So I, I coded it myself first. And okay. I made like a prototype and I did all the sounds and stuff and I asked my friend Tuka Stefansson to like jam graphics on it. And then, um, after a while, I showed the game on events uh, in GDC two years ago, and people were like, oh, it's a cool game. I'm like, are you going to publish it? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then things happened, and here I am with a ready game. Uh, I got my friend Bo Blith to do programming alongside, or like, actually like, take over the program. And this is like Bo from like games like Samurai Gun, like, like, Hyper Light Drifter. Yeah. Drifter. Yeah. Like, this Bo yes. knows. Yeah. He knows. He knows he game is also legit. Yeah, yes. he's so <laughs> legit. He is so legit that he's not. He's not he's even not here. That's he's too legit, legit for this legit. Just too legit yeah. for all of us. So it yeah. seems to me you've you've almost gone through three stages, right? The first stage is okay. I'm going to make something. Yeah. I've, made, I've made this thing. The second stage is I'm going to make it. You know, seriously, and I've finished that. But the third stage is okay. Now other people are going to play the thing that I've made. Oh yes, and that's the scary bit, right? 
it's the most exciting bit. <laughs> so the thing is, like, you make a game right, and you're like, okay, this game this is perfect. It's going to be great. People will love it. So my game's a bit controversial in the sense there's lots of swearing and, like, what? demons and stuff. We're yeah. a family show. Yeah, <laughs> but... To a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I bring out this game. I showed you at, like, PAX... Um, what's it called? PAX West? PAX, PAX Prime. Prime. The old it's PAX Prime. Prime. Yeah, what is it now? Yeah. PAX it's PAX West, West now. Yeah. They moved it to West. So we showed that, like, uh, this September, and I'm like... I was like, oh, people are going to love it. And there's, like, people come and play, and they're like... Oh. <laughs> what, what is what? What am I supposed to do? Why swearing? And it's like hard. You're like, uh -huh. you are meant to love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, like a some, baby. Yeah. Then, yeah. Did like, you swear like, at them? Like, did you swear at them when they didn't like it? Nah, just, like, this is, nah, it's just it's all about swearing and demons. <laughs> I just looked at them like, oh, sorry. And <laughs> then like, then I realized like, then I kind of had this small period of time where I was like, so. Like, not everyone loves it. Some people absolutely love it. They're like, oh, this is the thing. And some are like, mm. And there's, like, people in between. And I was, like, doing a pretty hard design. I was like, oh, the decision. I was like, should I make this more appealing to, like, a broader audience? Or will I keep it small, risky, probably not, like, profitable? <laughs> and I was like, thinking about it, I'm reading a bit more of the comic books, just getting, like, another, like, trying to get my original view over so I'm reading like these comic books. I'm like, these guys didn't do it. I won't do it. I'll just keep it this niche little thing. I'm like, hope that people who like that stuff will find it. So you make a game for an audience rather than yes. trying to make a game for it. Yes. Yeah. And originally I just made it for like myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's strange. It's hyper violent, but super fast. It has yep. like an amazing, amazing action design feel. Uh, you reload like you reload your one gun by shooting your other gun. I think. Yeah. Is that like like you shoot you shoot your shotgun to reload your machine, machine. gun? That's right. It's like the best. It's like the best. <laughs> you never used a shotgun. It is like the best mechanic. It's just like you're spraying your shot your machine gun, and then you're like, oh, I'm out of bullets. Well, let's walk up to this guy and just unload my shotgun on them, so I can keep shooting. And it's yeah. like this flow. The flow is is very special. Like it it fits. The sound design, yyyy uh, you do very well. Like just the squishy, angry, aggressive. <laughs> squishy, squishy, angry. angry. Oh, yeah. My talk at GDC this year, which we found out uh, just a little while ago that Karma Sutra is going to cover, with Simon Parker, <laughs> who is going to be at the talk. Uh, my talk is about guns in games oh. and about how the games industry is, seems to be over-reliant on that. Mm. I spent the whole of 2016 not playing any games involving guns. Yeah, and then I went back to it this year. I played my own, you know, the first game that I played uh, was No Man's Sky. The first thing I shot was a rock of a, <laughs> about a foot in diameter. And I felt like a god. <laughs> the power that surged through me. And then I shot another rock and another and another and another. How do you think I will react to playing your game? He, 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 might, just, he might just die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was it. Are, are there any Heart rocks attack. in it? Yeah. Yeah. You might join the singularity. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of become the game. It's like yeah. Spinal Tap. Have you seen Spinal Tap? And the drummer just disappears. Yeah, yeah. it just becomes okay. like a green blob. Yeah, yeah. 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 green blob. Yeah. You'll become plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rami, you're speaking this year as often yes. at GDC. What are you doing? Uh, I have two talks. One was earlier today called uh, Everything I've ever said was wrong okay. and it was a, a talk about bad advice mm. uh, mostly about advice that we've given earlier in our lives that we thought was good and then looking back on it it's actually quite awful yeah. uh, for example out, come on one life left you'll have a nice you know time. it's one of those things that you, you always look forward to and then deeply regret it's like a very strange very strange spectrum but yeah it was um, it was a really fun talk we had some very smart uh, people in there Lisa Brown uh, formerly Insomniac, an independent developer, um, she gave a really good talk where she used the, the, the metaphor of a pendulum, mm -hmm. like how advice is very often a response to another advice that isn't good anymore, but then you swing too far forward, and then the response to that obviously swings too far back. Mm -hmm. And we have Dan Cook, 
from Surprise Fox who talked about how all his bad advice is exactly how he runs his company, <laughs> but it only works for his company. And, and we were then, talking earlier about how every year at GDC you meet one of your heroes, uh, and Dan Cook last year, that was that was my moment. It's like, he's an amazing developer and designer. I'm actually working with him. Nice. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Goodness me, name dropper. And then uh, we had Liz England from um, from UB uh, talking about how advice should be more aspirational towards a, a more positive industry. Uh, so less, this industry is horrible with crunch and more, we can make that better, we can make that go away. And then I, I wrapped up with all advice is bad and I don't know why you're all here. <laughs> so what's, what's your piece of bad advice that maybe you could pick up now just like I think I think what I was trying to get at is that a lot of a lot of the other talks were about how uh, good advice usually means that you have to specify the question and really have a conversation with the person you're trying to give advice to but the format that we give advice in to other people in the industry is usually on a stage list mm -hmm. talking to 300 people on a Twitch yeah. stream on a YouTube video and on a podcast you, yeah it means you can't, <laughs> you can't decide who's listening you can't control who's listening you can't control their circumstances or their uh, privileges or um, their their living situation it means that a lot of well-intended advice ends up being there's a there's bad. a lot of this situation on on Gama Sutra because um, people are talking about their own experiences but then people kind of take it as like oh well this is what I'm going to do now, yep. and yeah. it's and it's interesting, uh, you know, like at some at some talks. I remember Nathan Vella when he started to talk about um, turning a game jam game into a commercial game with Super Time Force. Um, he started it off as he would just explain, "This is just what we did," and yeah. like they yeah. just kind of disclaim it like that. And I think that's kind of it's, it's, it's funny because like I, I started to talk with an example from my youth where uh, I was raised Muslim and, and Muslims uh, when they give advice about religion uh, wise Muslims will start their conversation with Allah Alam which is Arabic for only God knows mm -hmm. and it's a way to relativate your, your advice so say like okay this is what I think the interpretation of the Quran is what the interpretation of this text is uh, but only God knows yeah. but the ironic thing is that statement in itself became a signifier of wisdom yeah. So uh, while it was meant to be a don't take this at face value, research yeah. it on your own. Not anybody who says that like, sounds I mean, smart. And like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like now, now anybody who says Allah alam is yeah. like, okay, this person clearly knows what they're talking about. We should take it at face value. So it's like, yeah, that that statement at the start of a talk signifies that Nathan knows what he's doing, and to a lot of people that would just sound like, oh, we should listen to this guy because clearly he's like, relativating it. Yeah. So there's not much you can do yeah, about it. Yeah, that. like, that's like, yeah. I also find that maybe it's it's partially to do with how video games are structured. Uh, because, you know, video game developers often have grown up on video games. And the, a certain type of person who have, you know, seen, uh, play, spent a lot of their lives in the context of media which goes, here is a thing that you have to do. And here are the steps that you take to achieve that thing, mm -hmm. right? Follow this and you will save the princess, right? Yeah. This is your game fact. And the truth is, there is no game fact for life or for the industry. And you, I, I see an awful lot of, of people who are very, very sad and cut up over the fact that they did everything right. They followed the advice they've received. The quest line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not worked out for them. Why is that? It's not fair. Turns what? out real life is different than video games. <laughs> Who knew? What? It's funny because my other talk uh, this week is going to be One Reason to Be, and it's a talk in which I get six developers from all over the world, but nobody from the Western world or Japan. Mm -hmm. And I've, I, uh, in cooperation with GDC, I fly them out, uh, we get them hotels, we pay for all of their expenses, and then we get them to talk about their experiences in, in, in their country. And this year we have um, we have two people from countries who have never spoken at, at GDC before. We have Cameroon, okay. uh, uh, Marie-Bois Olivier, who works on Arion, which is a, a side-scrolling platform, action platformer about uh, Central African mythology. And then we have Rashid Abouaida, who is a Palestinian game developer who made Laila, which is a, a biographical game about uh, the Gaza War, um, like a few years ago. Um, and, and they are people whose perspective, like their country, their culture, has never before been discussed at GDC. We have four other speakers from four other exciting emerging territories, so I'm, I'm really excited to see how that goes. But yeah, they, they don't share that same cultural heritage we have with video games. They, they haven't played the same games, so yeah, of course. that's super exciting to me. Um, I think it would be a little bit remiss not to ask how uh, the people that are going to be uh, in that talk are feeling coming to America at the minute? 
Whew. Yeah, that was a big one. I mean, uh, Adrian and I also worked on diversity initiatives for, for Train Jam. It's horrifying. There are yeah. people that are uh, dropping out of, of even considering going just yeah. because they're scared. Uh, I wiped my phone before coming to the U.S., mm-hmm. which I've... Yeah, it's like I don't do that going to Russia or yeah. like some some authoritarian regime in the Middle East, but I did do it to the U.S. because if anybody has the infrastructure to, to actually use that data against me, it's probably the United States. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird time. Um, I think for a lot of people it made GDC even harder to get to, where it, which is it's already an, an expensive event, but uh, GDC and others have been working very well to... to create geographical diversity to make sure people from all over the world can be here. It's just the political climate is not working along with it. And it is worth saying that GDC is an incredibly inclusive environment. Yeah. You know, just Absolutely. the um, codes of conduct that are about everywhere. Um, you know, the these kinds of talks, uh, it's sort of wanting to push uh, diversity and inclusion. Um, so GDC itself feels like a nice space. Uh, to be in, and you want to invite more people yep. into it, but it's uh, America. Uh, once again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I yes. was, I was, uh, I was, I was, I was picked for the random search as well, which is mean, the first time it's ever happened to me. Wow. And I, 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 yeah, I found the whole. That's probably about the random. Like, well, no, 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 absolutely. So I, I thought about tweeting, going, I know, I, I know how Rami feels. When, when of course I absolutely don't, because it happened to me. What's the first time it's happened to me? I found the whole process. You mean just a random search on well, the way in? No. Or? So on, the, on my boarding pass, I got the the, the S's. Yeah. You got the four S's. I got the four S's, and I was told. I so I I I, uh, I, I checked. In and the um, the virgin stuff went. Oh, um, just let you know, you've got the uh, four S's. Don't don't worry about it. All yeah. that sort of stuff. And I was really, I mean, yeah. I was worried for no reason. I've got nothing. <laughs> yeah. But but still, and uh, yeah, I can't imagine how uh, you know having to deal with that all the time. Simon, Simon Parkin um, had an interesting story about like him flying in, and uh, I mean, he's just uh, you know. Uh, normal, uh, handsome, white English guy, and he is the most normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if you would average, if you would average all, if you average all the guys, you he's get a sound. Mister Average, I like him. It's all this, it's all this batch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he didn't pack enough for, um, yeah, he didn't pack enough for them to believe that he was actually going to stay for a week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, they, so they, so they took him away for like half an hour and asked him all these questions. But he just said that he packed light, and then they're just like, "Well, you're coming with us." He doesn't wear socks. It doesn't wear socks. Yeah, now I understand why he got taken away. I wouldn't let him into my country. I mean, I know we were like all divided here, but socks. But it's strange because, like, if if I get pulled aside and I get pulled aside on on many of my flights, like sometimes they make me open my make me open my luggage. Yeah. And they go like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "That's that's a T-shirt." Yeah. Like, Where did you get that? I'm like, "It's it it has my company logo on it. Yeah. We we printed it." And they're like, "Did you pack this?" I'm like, "It is a T-shirt with my company logo on it. Yeah. Yes, I I packed this thing." Yeah. They go like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Those are those are pants." Yeah. I'm like. Those yeah. are Simon Parkin socks. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we don't believe that. Exactly. <laughs> the, re- the, re- the reason that GDC is very inclusive, like it's, I mean, it's not the reason, but like we understand that there's a nice side effect of being inclusive is having a diverse um, pool of creativity. And you know what? That creativity that's diverse and inclusive also helps your industry. Yeah. You know, this is a commercial industry. Yeah. And it just makes sense and yeah. to not support that and not, uh, you know, be advocates for that and stand up for that as much as you can in a giant, like, you know. Yeah, like, that's one of the nice things that I've been able to do with the yeah. Train Jam this year was um, because we've gotten so big and we've gotten so much attention was was working with sponsors and getting travel stipends to get people from emerging territories right. over just yeah. to Train Jam. And it's the same thing. Like, the reason I want to foster that, all those different backgrounds, all those different cultures coming in is because we have this, you know, Train Jam is sort of this unique situation where we're all going to GDC, so it, it's already a gravitational pool for a lot of people from all over the world. Just getting them all together, you have this inspiration of different backgrounds, different cultures, then the scenery going on outside, yeah. going on this journey to GDC, which is already like a big event for people. You just get all these wild, you know, creative things going on. Yeah, and, and you're, it's, you're, it's all fascinating. Feeding, yeah, you're all feeding off each other. Yep. And GDC is like, there's still like like room for improvement, but there always know, will be. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and you know, always like trying to push forward and, you know. 
do I mean, the right thing. I'm extremely grateful for all the support GDC has given us with uh, with one reason to be this year because it is it is not a cheap panel. Like flying six right. people from all over the planet over, arranging, helping them arrange their uh, visa, helping them arrange their hotel, like that kind of that kind of stuff. You know, there's a lot of administration involved. There's a lot of help involved from from uh, from the from the show, from the organization, and like having the space to do that panel in itself, like having the ability to to show game developers that there's game development elsewhere on places of the globe that they don't consider necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a, a, an incredible honor and incredible privilege to be able to to amplify those voices. Um, well, that seems like a very good place to leave this. Best um, luck with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so thanks to all our guests for joining us today. Uh, we're going to be on the show floor from tomorrow, which is Tuesday, all the way through to Friday, interviewing how many guests? Just so many I think guests. like a thousand I think, I think it's going to be a thousand to two thousand. A day. Though. A day, yeah. You've got to work cut out for you. Yeah. That's right. You're just gonna... Oh, Chris isn't, wor- wor- <laughs> Chris isn't working. He's just going to be taking photographs of them from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> like very, far, very far away. <laughs> I am slightly weirded out by this. Yeah. <laughs> and you pictures? should be. Um, a telegraph lens from behind the bush. Yeah. Uh, from so... behind the bush, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh thanks to God. everyone <laughs> who's been on, everyone who will be on, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.